Hey, it's Monique, and I'm back with the Brown Vegan Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, where I like to give you strategies on how to embrace a vegan lifestyle that is simple, delicious, and long-term. And of course, I love bringing on other vegans to share their stories, their perspective, and to help you move forward, because I know how strong and how powerful a story can be to help you get going in your vegan lifestyle. So I hope you're doing well. It's been... It's been a while since I've been on. <laughs> I'm trying to get my life together. I promise you I have a lot of great interviews coming up for you. And I also have some solo podcasts coming up for you as well. So hang in there with me. I'm trying to get back on the grind. So I'm really busy because I have a vegan 30-day vegan jumpstart that's coming up on March 1st. And basically what I'm going to do is take a group of people, really help them go vegan together. I'm going to give them strategies on how to embrace the lifestyle in the most practical way, the most down-to-earth way for them and their families. And of course, I'm going to give meal plans and grocery lists and coaching and all of that great stuff. So if you're interested in starting on this journey with us, visit brownvegan.com slash course or go directly to brownvegan.com and you'll be able to see the four week link. It's a 30 day vegan jumpstart. It starts on March 1st. So if you're interested, definitely visit the site for more information. Today, I have another conversation for you. I have Cassandra on the um, podcast. She's going to talk about her vegan struggles and her vegan story. Um, I think it's important, of course, to share this information because what I realized by doing this podcast for the last 20 episodes is that so many of us share the same issues, especially when it comes to body image and not being vegan enough. I can relate to that so much. So I thought that this would be such a great conversation. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Cassandra. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Cassandra. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So for those who don't know, Cassandra and I met on YouTube. Actually, when I first started YouTube, you were probably one of the first people that I discovered on YouTube. So I want to start off by talking about what made you start a vegan journey because you are a vegan journey girl on YouTube. So what was the beginning of your journey? Like what does that look like? What did that look like for you and why did you get started? Um, I was vegetarian for about a year, really close to a year, in twenty between 2010 and 2011. And I really enjoyed my time not eating meat. Now, I have a family and, you know, I'm a nanny, so I take care of children. And they're all meat eaters. But myself, I think the um, best journey I had was my vegetarian journey because that's when I realized I could literally live without meat. I felt better without it. And during that time, I, I had really bad respiratory issues. I'm pretty sure anyone with a weight issue, I have a weight issue, they can relate to this. I had really bad asthma. I had bronchitis. I had some pretty bad respiratory issues throughout my life. And they disappeared in about six months. And so I, yeah, completely disappeared. And that was with the elimination of meat. So, you know, I'm I'm looking on YouTube. That's about the time I discovered YouTube. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to look up YouTube and see what all of this hubbub is about. And so I am browsing through YouTube and I'm looking for fitness videos exclusively. All I wanted to do was, you know, learn how I can do a couple squats and lose some thigh or whatever, you know, (laughs) and lose some gut. And I ran across vegan lifestyle. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people were against it. I remember reading a lot of people saying, you're going to die if you do this. Or, you know, people who were like, um, I'm trying it at this point. I'm liking it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see what I can do here. I've never been a dairy drinker. So I was like, okay, I'm already drinking soy milk. Let me try seeing if I could make 
cashew milk. I'm just going to start very small. I'm just going to see if I can make my own cashew milk. And I could. And let's see if I can live without cheese for a little while. And I could not. But <laughs> it's just... <laughs> She's the devil. And it's still the devil to me. To this very day, it's like, Jesus, I can't take all the cheeses. But (laughs) I was just going to say, yeah, I I think what immediately after realizing that my skin was clearing up and my breathing was better, that's what made me jump into it full-fledged. Yeah, I can see that. Cause so you you started this off as basically a health journey. It sounds like you wanted to improve yeah. your health and feel better and look better and all that good stuff. Yeah, it didn't hurt that they were talking about. Oh, I lost eighty pounds in a year just being <sighs> vegan. You know. <laughs> yeah, I lose a couple pounds here too. So how long have you yeah. been a vegan? It's been about three years since uh, February 2011. Yeah. So let's talk about one of the areas that I think is very important, and this is one of the areas that I reasons why I wanted you on the podcast because I wanted to have just like the most candid conversation possible about food struggles and food issues because I think that I just feel like it's not discussed enough. Like I feel like a lot of us, especially people who've been vegan for a few years, we're kind of just like suffering in silence as far as like food cravings, as far as, um, you know, dealing with pressure, um, being emotional eaters. For me, I'm a very emotional eater. I eat my feelings, and, and I know that you can relate to this as well, food. Do you think that this is like something that's prevalent? We know that, of course, when you're not a vegan, this is an issue for people. But do you think this is something that's prevalent in our community too? Do you think that people are probably having it? Yeah, I I think you declare yourself vegan and you still have the issue with food. It feels like you failed at your mission. So it's like, well, what what was the purpose of going vegan in the first place? For me personally, um, I decided that I wanted to share my story with people because I, I I know that there are other people out there who are not necessarily vegan, but they're, you know, trying to lose weight. And for me, I found that the best way for me to do it, when I'm, when I'm on my path and when I'm eating the way I'm supposed to eating and when I'm cutting out sugars and being good and real, really being on my path, I drop the weight. I drop the weight very mm. well. But it does, it's not like, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, and it isn't consistent, and it's not always going to be consistent. And it's not about if I'm a meat eater or if I'm a vegan. But as a vegan, as a person who is living my life as a vegan at this point, it it does put a little bit more pressure to want to put on a a specific type of face. And if you don't have that face, it, it does give you a little bit more shame. I'm learning now that it should not be about the face. It should be about the truth behind it. Mm, And the reality of it is you can be vegan. You can eat meat. You can have dairy. You can can be a fruitarian. It's about your intake. It is just you have to monitor your intake of food with your intake of working out, with your intake of exercise. And as a person who actually knows this in my head, it is me holding myself accountable now to get my butt to the gym and go work out and put down the soda because it's not the healthiest thing in the world. And to actually enjoy some celery, for goodness sakes, because it may 
help me live a little bit longer. It's about your own responsibility, your own accountability. For me personally, I feel like, you know, starting this lifestyle actually highlighted my food issues that I have because I didn't realize how much of an emotional eater I was until I became a vegan. And so I think that it really, really highlighted some of my concerns. Can you share some of that for you, like, as far as becoming a vegan and it makes you, because something, of course, about this lifestyle, of course, because you're more conscious, you notice everything that you eat opposed to before you probably really didn't. You just ate because you were hungry and it yeah, tastes good yeah. and smell good and that's it, you know? And then when you yeah. make a decision and it becomes a conviction in your life to, you know, decide not to eat, you know, meat, eggs, cheese, then you realize, oh, okay, yeah. I didn't realize that I had food issues. <laughs> yeah. So it's talk I about your own experience with that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I never knew that it was an actual disorder that I had until I gave up the things that were making me sick. And I realized at some point, I realized there was an addiction to it. I I literally missed it. I cried. And I still cry sometimes. I'm like, I cannot believe this. Especially making food. If I have to prepare a meal that has food, that has meat in it, I'm very emotional because Mm. it's like, yeah, I'm still to this day, without a doubt, I'm like, I am, this, this is the food that kills my people. And this, you know, I'm, I'm not about black or white, blue or gold. That's not my thing. But this is the food that kills our society. And our government still allows it to slip through the cracks. And it's legal. It's legal. People are killing each other by giving each other a burger. Here you go have this. This is and for me, I, I just didn't realize that it could be so it was when I actually eliminated it all from my system, it was I felt so much more in tune with what I was feeling. I felt, okay, maybe I am a little bit more addicted than I previously had uh wanted to admit to myself to soda or to ice cream, full-fat dairy ice cream, or to cheese. And when I eliminated it, it was like on my tongue, there's an actual taste bud for these items. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I feel it now. I can actually recognize it, and the emotional ear that you are, I am too. And I've had to actually fight through those emotions by doing other things now. I have to go to the gym. Thank you. God, my gym is 24 hours. I oh, have wow. to, yeah, because <laughs> I'll good. go. Oh, yeah, and it's five minutes away, so I love that. And, you know, I'll do something that I'm not really used to doing, but I am um, sharing feelings with my mom. You know, I love my mom, and, you know, I, I she's like my, my friend, and, you know, in adulthood I can actually talk to her about things, but I never shared with her personal struggles. And now I'm like, Mom, this is the worst day of my life because um, I really want a ginger ale. Like, <laughs> what the, yeah, yeah, the support system. You there. know what? I have, have the support system so well. I, I, you know what? And it's not just my mom. I have cousins who are, you know, also on the same journey. Not as much, especially the twins. Shout out to the <laughs> twins. Um, <laughs> they're little tiny fruits. Tiny, tiny little ladies, but, you know, we all have our own journeys that we go on, and everybody's trying to get healthy, and I I love that, you know, we are all uplifting for one another. I wish our community could be as uplifting and as supportive for one another. Let's talk about that. Mm, Okay. (laughs) So when you say community, are you referring to the vegan community when you say that? I am. 
I am okay. referring to the Let's vegan talk- community. Okay, tell tell me what what do you mean by that? Because no, I really um, want to know it. <laughs> okay, let me get comfortable then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first came into the vegan community, it was I think the thing that made me join the actual community and you know share the fact that I myself had become a vegan was because it was so supportive. It was like. Oh, Good for you. You're not killing animals anymore. Good for you. You're doing something ethical and it's mindful and it's conscious and you're going to get healthy. You're going to be clean and you're going to be, your soul is going to be cleansed as well. And so I'm like, oh, this is awesome. There's nothing better than love. And this is, this comes from a place of love. I thought that's what I thought. And then you ease into the community a little bit more and those judgments come out and those pickings come out and those people that are like, well, you've been vegan for a year, so why do you still eat? Like, you know, it's like you're never going to be vegan enough. You're eating sugar, so you don't, so you need to tell me that you're not eating, you're not having stevia, so you're eating um, white enriched flour. Well, uh, don't you think that you should be switching to whole wheat, blah, blah, blah? It's like I can yes. never be, be good myself. Yeah. No, I can never no. be on my own journey to learning and exploring this because I'm never good enough. I'm never going to be good enough in that community, you know, conducive to just a few people. It was a lot of people at that point. It's not as many now. You know, I believe when you find your niche, you, it's a sisterhood. It's a brotherhood. You find your good, you find good people. But when you find the bad ones, you do find the bad ones. And I, for some reason, it seemed like I was always bumping into bad ones. I think a lot of it goes because we're both on YouTube. So when you put yourself out there, it kind of comes with the territory kind of thing, you know. People can, you know, get behind a computer and kind of say whatever they want. So I can definitely relate to this. I've had my, and I still sometimes, not as much, but I still have issues with, you know, not being vegan enough, not being healthy enough, not being this, not being that. But what I'm finding for myself, and I'm sure you're finding this as being true for you too, is that being who I am and not apologizing for that and take me or leave me, this is who I am and this is what I can contribute yes. to this lifestyle, it really makes a difference. This is about making it a long-term lifestyle. So much. It's always, like, I guess in life, there's just going to be people that are, you know, they're going to pick the glass half-empty portion of life, and mm-hmm. I, it doesn't do my spirit well to think that way. So if I do happen to run across a negative comment, it, it takes me a little longer to... Uh, Digest it. It takes me a little longer to, yeah. And I, I, I've come across that, and I've, you know, recycled it into something else, and I've taken it as it is. Sometimes people are angry, but that just kind of makes me think about like how about just like putting yourself out there and not necessarily fitting with the mode of what a vegan is supposed to look like. Yeah, you know, and I'm because I have this sometimes. Well, I don't really talk about being a vegan outside of you know, outside of like the podcast and the internet and stuff like that. You know, you wouldn't know I'm a vegan unless you ate with me. But sometimes I don't even want to say that I'm a vegan sometimes because I, I don't think I'm small enough. Because when I see I'm, like what, it, and I think that is so silly. I know it's silly. It's silly because. It's a it's a valid feeling though. It's a valid emotion and it's a valid feeling and I go through it too. Obviously as a big vegan, um, I get stares if someone sees well, you know, I don't care. I think I'm at a point now (laughs) where I'm just like, 
I just want to eat my food. So, you know, I don't have to actually let the world know I'm vegan anymore. Those who actually catch me on YouTube, congratulations, you know I'm vegan. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if you see me, I'm usually going to not try. I mean, I live very close by restaurants, but I frequent a lot of vegan restaurants. Here in the city, yeah. So, because you're lucky, you in Chicago. <laughs> there's a lot of vegan restaurants. I love Chicago. I told you that's my favorite city. So I know there's a lot of vegan places there. <laughs> you know what? I have this so, one yeah. here right in Oak Park. It's called Munch. Munch. So phenomenal. They have an amazing gumbo in the winter time, and it's all vegan. It's so good. It's really flavorful. It's really mm. flavorful. Like you know, I'm not originally from Louisiana, but my family. They're all southern. My mom is southern. My dad is southern, and I'm a, I'm the here this little city girl learning to navigate my way into veganism successfully. And they have amazing, delicious food, mm. and the gumbo is definitely oh yeah. But you know, I think I hear this uh, this quote. I hope I quote it correctly and do it justice. But it's about soul food. Okay, and I hear Erica Badu made a statement once that vegan food is soul food in its purest form. Yes. That is what keeps me going all the time. I want to have the purest form of food in my body at all times. Now, we all all fall short because nobody's perfect. It's all about taking the next step. Every single time you fall short to get back up and get back on the same journey. Yeah. What if someone, we have someone that's listening right now who is just vegan, kind of at this point vegan curious, and they want to say, okay, what can I do right now to help me move forward in my journey? Start small. Start super small and eliminate something. Eliminate something this week. Eliminate it today. Say goodbye to cheese. That's the hardest thing in the world. And I'm saying this as a black woman who is addicted to mac and cheese, who is addicted to cheese pizza, who is addicted to Italian food. Italian food is my favorite food in the world. Start there. Start with that hard, meat-filled item that you love so much. Say, I have to let you go because you could kill me next year. And really keep it in your mind. Like, you know, don't just say it. Believe it. Do you like replacements, though? Do you, okay, because I know you're saying eliminate the mac and cheese, which, of course, you know, I get that. Do you like vegan macaroni and cheese? Have you tried one that you like? Because I remember at one point, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point, I, I was I've never like, found one that I liked yet. I tried to make my own. Did you, try, did you try the Veg News one? That one is so good. That's the only one I can what eat. Really? The veg News makes a really, really good one. And the sauce, okay, now it's going to throw you off because the first few times I made it or I heard about it before I actually made it, I was thinking, I am not going to eat this because, you know, the sauce is made out of, like, carrots and potatoes and spices oh, and garlic and, okay. and, and raw, this you know. sounds cashews. familiar. I think I've seen yes. it before. <laughs> yes, go ahead. you got to try that one. I think it's a really, really good one. And macaroni and cheese and ice cream were the two things that made me think, uh, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really. Over the year, ice cream has really become um, a so boxing good. match for me. Yeah. But I, you know what? I make my own now. And I'm super happy with it. And I just think I fell in love with avocado because I can make my own with cow powder 
and avocado and almond milk, and it's super creamy, and it's good, and it's sweet, and it just saves my life. My yeah. kids like that, too. It's, like it's kind of like a pudding. Yeah. The one, um, the one I make like them is like a pudding. Pie. Yeah, I tried coconut milk ice cream, and I thought I was doing good with it for a little while. And then one day, something in my brain literally turned off. I just don't like it, and I threw it away. And you know this stuff isn't cheap, but no, when you don't want it anymore, you just don't want it. And I said, I have to make something that I can have myself. That I and I, I I've been doing fudge pops for a long time now, and I like them. And if I don't want a a, a fudgy one, I will make a fruity one with strawberries and vanilla, almond milk. And avocado. And mm. if I don't want that, you know, my mom, she's a diabetic. Almond milk, avocado, vanilla, vanilla bean, boom, there you go. And she's happy. Yeah. See, you just proved something because you proved that if something doesn't taste good and you don't like it the first time, just keep on trying different, you know, other different ways yeah. to try to get that same all feeling. Because in this community. Yeah. There's nothing, you're going to find every single thing that someone else loves, you're not going to love it so much. So nope. you got to. Nope. Keep going. You got to yep. keep trying. Yes, and that's so true because I tried about five different macaroni and cheese recipes before I found one that actually worked for me and my family because we were all just kind of like, uh, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's like one of, you know, the baked macaroni and cheese is one of my weaknesses. I love that. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> mac and cheese in years, years, mm. really, really years. And I, it's kind of weaning off of me a little bit now. But every now and then, I'll have to remember Thanksgiving, and I'm like, yeah, I was going to ask you that. How do you handle that? Do you eat before you go, bring dishes? Here's what I do. And for my family, I cater. And for myself, you know, um, about a year ago, my, well, actually, gosh, has it been a year? It's been about, it's about to be two years. My niece went vegetarian with me. Oh, wow. So yeah. now she's meatless, yay, and she's lost a lot of weight, and she's super tiny, and I'm super jealous. But she is, <laughs> for, that just gives me a better excuse to make these wonderful grand meals for the holidays for us. I think that's another part that's a little, can, can be a little complicated for a lot of us is you have to have a plan, and a lot of us are just not used to a plan. <laughs> when you were just you used to just eating whatever. And if you yeah. want it, you have to plan it. You have to prepare yourself to not be sabotaged. Because let's just be real, we have that one family member that's like, try the barbecue chicken. I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Try, try a little bit. So if you really put yourself in this situation, you know you're going to set yourself up for disaster. If you yeah. want this bad enough, Try just keep on your own path, and you are going to fail, but you are going to get back up. You're going to keep on going, and you're going to be happier and healthier because of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I know that you're, like, really close to your mom, and um, you mentioned before that she's, a di- she's diabetic. How has this been for her? When you first announced that you were going to be a vegan, what did your mom think of that, and how does she feel about everything today? Okay, honestly... Okay, well, honestly, (laughs) she's like, as long as you don't mess with my food, yeah, that's it. That's all she cared about is please don't mess with my food. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm my mom's caretaker. And so every Mm -hmm. now and then, I've noticed something about my mom. And obviously, my mom, I'm not going to tell her age because she'd kick my butt and all. But as an older woman, I always want to keep her around me forever. So I'm like, Mom, 
would you come with this month with me? So she got tired of me asking. And last year for four months, she did go meet with, with me. There was a drastic change. She had an immense amount of energy. She was running, and she has a lot of energy as is. She's never here. She's never in the house, ever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a surprise that she's here now because she's never usually here. But mm-hmm. she had even more energy. Dark circles around her eyes had almost disappeared. Her skin had brightened. We, I was the happiest that I've ever been because not only was it working for me, but it was working for her. And, well, she got tired of it, obviously, because she wanted chicken. She wanted some chicken again. But <laughs> during that yeah. time, I think she got an understanding of why even when I'm at my lowest points and want to quit, I think the biggest frustration is I won't quit because I know I'll get sick again. Even if it's not outwardly visible, inwardly, I haven't had an asthma attack in years. Sick, breathing, respiratory issues in years. I Even when I go to the doctor, you know, I'm terrified the shots, so I don't go often. But when I do go, they're like, you're a big girl, but you're not pre-diabetic, which is, that's amazing. And your mm-hmm. blood pressure is normal. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, well, I eat clean. And yeah. I believe that's that. Because I don't want the the standard American doctor saying to me, oh, well, you know, that lifestyle, this and that. I'd rather just Say, well, I eat pretty well, and, you know, every now and then I slip up and I'll have a soda. Or I have, you know, a lot of sugar, which is my, that's my weakness right there. So what advice, I know you said that, you know, it's kind of like, it's one of those things, I feel like you mentioned this with the macaroni and cheese, it's one of those things like after a while you will just get used to not eating certain things. I agree with that. But do you have any other advice for people who struggle without issues as far as emotional eating, as far as just, feeling like you kind of harding yourself about what you eat, any advice that you want to give? The thing that's really important is getting other like-minded people together. I believe in my, in my area, my actual reality here in Chicago, if I had more like-minded vegans, I would not fail as often. Mm. That's just a reality here. You know, you can get on YouTube and we can talk and we can share with the world because the world is the world. It's a big span of the earth, and it's, a, you know, everybody is not close by each other. But here in Chicago, I know that there's only one other black, young, beautiful woman. Uh, yeah, only one other person in the city. And if not forever now and then connecting with her, and it's, it's truly every now and then that I connect with her, I still would be like, uh, I would still be feeling like a failure. But um, I, I feel like there should be more, because I know that, you know, I don't want to be, the voice of a nation. I just want to be the voice of people who can relate. Come on and, you know, connect on, you know, on a bigger, broader band here. Like people, it's not just me. And that's one thing that I know for sure. It's not just me. And I know in a city this huge, there's got to be more. So how come you can't find other people with like-minded issues and help each other through your issues? That would keep you, that's what builds people up. That's what builds people confidence, and sheds our emotional state. Mm-hmm. So the sense of community is so, so needed. I agree with that. And, I, and that's yeah. why I always tell people to, you know, if you're on social media, try to find people that live in your area and connect. Because most people, we don't know vegans in our real life. Yeah, I think that sense of community has to be established in order for people to continue to move forward because it can get really, really lonely. 
We need to learn how sure. to love ourselves a little bit more. That's a, a oh, big yes. thing. This journey <laughs> is about self-discovery, and it should be more about self-discovery and self-love. We should learn how to accept ourselves in the state that we are in and love ourselves even more as we get better, as we grow better, as we grow stronger. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This has been a really amazing conversation. I'm so, so glad that you agreed to be on, um, sharing so your experiences. You yes, of course. And I know these tips that you just shared is going to help other people move forward. Before we wrap up, I want you to tell um, our listeners how they can get in contact with you on YouTube, your blog, and social media. Okay, well, everybody get ready because I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put everything in the show notes at brownvegan.com so that you can look at everything there, too. So you can just, if you want to, just plug your YouTube and whatever two or three places that you um, want people to go to the most. And then I'll put everything else on um, my my site. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have um, YouTube, and that's Vegan Journey Girl. You can also find me on YouTube as Ivy Flower because I go by both. Um, You have Twitter, which is girl dash Green, that's girl, G-U-R-L, green. And then you have Instagram, which is Vegan Journey Girl. And I also have a blogger, but I don't break it on it a bunch, but you can always find me there as well, at Vegan Journey Girl. Same thing. Thank you again for being on. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it was helpful. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get updates and new episodes and all of that good stuff as it becomes available. And also don't forget to visit brownvegan.com to sign up for the 30 day jumpstart and to get all of the resources that were mentioned in this episode. Have a great day again and I'll talk to you soon.